So I wasted about a day of my life trying to register a business in Jamaica. And I thought to myself, there has to be a better way to do this. And of course there is, the blockchain. So today we're gonna dive into what the problem was, why it took me so long, and then of course the solution, which happens to be in Web3 with all the tech that we play with every single day. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So before I dive into all the problems and everything that I face with registering this business in Jamaica, I want to say there has to be a better way for creators, particular podcasts, to monetize within a Web3 solution other than selling NFTs. So if you know of any great solutions that are out there, please feel free to let me know. But until then, the best way to support the show is at niftybusiness.show slash support. It's not a Web3 solution, but as of right now, that is the best that we do have Considering gas fees and everything of that nature, just the old traditional way is probably the best way to give small amount of transactions for creators and such without relying on Twitter and all those crazy things that's happening behind the scenes over there. But going back to the story at hand, what's going on with this registration of the business? Of course, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You don't have to be in Jamaica to fully understand and appreciate the fact that nobody wants to go to any of these government offices to do any kind of paperwork, register anything, wait online. We all have that infamous thought of going to the DMV. It doesn't matter which state you are in America. Pretty much everyone has a disdain for the DMV. Funny enough, the DMV isn't so bad in Jamaica, but pretty much everything else is extremely slow. There's no such thing as fast food, paperwork, all sorts of banks and anything of that nature. It's going to take you a full day to do it. It doesn't matter what it is. We'd say that when you're in Jamaica, you just have one thing on your to-do list. And if you get that one thing done for the day, great. When it comes to registering businesses, I had to go to multiple offices. I was running all around, going to two separate towns and so forth. It was a complete headache. But the huge issue with that is, first of all, you have to go to one office to register your license and pay your fees and all that stuff. And then you have to operate with a second office, which is where the business is actually registered. You get the name and all of that. But then you have to go through the headache of making sure that the name is unique. Is this in operation? Can this be used? Can you get permission from that business to use the name if it's too similar and so forth? And it's really a headache. It brings me back to a lot of the things that happens within businesses with trademarks and all the headaches and the things that you have to do to go back and forth and see, is this original? Is this owned by someone else? And we often see that when various brands and companies are using Twitter handles or anything of that nature, but it goes into a lot of other areas, slogans, logos, names, and so forth. And I don't know if you're following the news, but Taco Tuesday, for example, was in the news recently because Taco Bell was at war with this other chain, which is less known depending where you are in the country. When I was living in the States, it was in New York in Florida, and I didn't know Taco John, but Taco John's has a registered trademark, or I should say had a registered trademark of Taco Tuesdays from 1989 until just a few weeks ago. And of course, this became very popular. We have LeBron James and other celebrities having their Taco Tuesday posts all over social media and things of that nature. So Taco Bell, the largest chain, of course, selling tacos, wanted this to be freed. It should not be a trademark anymore. It is too generic, like Band-Aid and so forth. So they went into this whole fight. And well, considering that Taco Bell has way more stores, way more money behind them, way more lawyers and so forth, Taco John's a smaller chain, 400 
stores, which is not a small chain by any means. However, compared to Taco Bell, that is very small. It just couldn't put up the fight, and they just laid down their arms, and they gave up the trademark as of a couple weeks ago. But why am I even telling that story? What's going on here? What does Taco Bell and this Taco Tuesday thing have anything to do with registering a business and trademarks and so forth? And when it comes to the business name, one of the things that we had that was a complete headache was the name of the salon that my wife is trying to register and everything has a similar name to another business. It's actually really nowhere near the name of it, but whatever. It has two words that are in common with it. And because of all the headaches and everything within Jamaica, and then we know the paperwork is just absolute nightmare, you, we would then have to get a letter from that current business owner, which is on the other side of the island, not saying that this is the biggest place in the world, but they're on the other side of the island. We have no idea who these people are, and it's not even a registered corporation or anything of that nature. It is just someone who registered the name, and because of that, we ended up having to go back and forth. We had to put all sorts of alternatives, and it was just a complete nightmare. So... When it comes to all of this, trademarks, registering names, and so forth, getting permission, you can see where I'm going with this, right? If these names were registered in an open database that could be easily accessed by anyone on the internet, a, also known as a blockchain, this process would be so much easier. We'd be able to search up names, look it up. We'd be able to contact, make an offer to the owner. And there's new protocols every single day that's allowing different things to be used, such as derivatives that can be used or licensed for the name. Let's just say that Taco John's wanted to license out the ability to use Taco Tuesday to Taco Bell and everybody else. The current process takes lawyers, contracts, all sorts of stuff, but wouldn't it be cool if that was right there on the blockchain, just use that with an NFT. You have a four-year license, a five-year license, whatever it might be, to use this trademark, and all you have to do is buy this. So rather than Taco John's having to go to court and fight all over this stuff or whatever it might be, they could just have that license made in the form of an NFT. It is there, it's provable, it's verifiable on the blockchain that yes, Taco John's is the owner of this trademark. And now you could just send that out there. And this could work with the business name. It could work with anything that you're trying to license out. And how this is showing up, believe it or not, is actually in the music industry. I forget the exact protocol that they're trying to build. There are different things that they're trying to do. And it doesn't just apply to music, but I know music is the one that's probably going to do it first and most efficiently. But there's an Ethereum initiative that's going on right now where you can have a compilation of an NFT to be put into the parts to make a larger NFT. I know that sounds really complicated and what have you, but just think of it this way. Music is the easiest one to do. So let's just say a producer comes up with an amazing baseline and then somebody comes up with an amazing idea for a guitar line those two people now can use that guitar and the bass line to create those two things into one track and layer them and make into a better nft then somebody comes along with the vocals somebody comes along with the drums keys and harmonica whatever it might be all sorts of different things and it is all compiled and at the end of the day all these different parts all these different contributors are then combining it and able to make one combined nft now that's interesting but then, of course, all the royalties and everything would be handled by the smart contract. Everyone who should be paid will be paid and so forth. Just very interesting. So as far as ideas, names, licensing and all that stuff, rather than paying these ridiculous lawyer fees and going through the court system that takes forever, filling out all these paperwork. And when you go to Jamaica, this is literal paperwork. I'm talking about stacks of paper. And yes, they do have the online thing, but it's not really good. There's just no way around it. Their websites are absolutely horrible. So in this case, I actually physically went to the place and they had a stack of papers. And I'm talking like a phone book stack of papers. It was ridiculous. But anywho, 
doing all of this stuff and being able to then transact, get permissions and sell the rights and parts to different things. It just makes so much more sense in the blockchain. So anyone that doesn't see the vision of all of this saying, you know what? pretty much everything that we do on a daily basis, anything of importance of value that needs to be recorded is going to be on the blockchain. Well, I don't know what to tell them. So a lot of the times people want to say, hey, we have to convince people to have onboarding. We have to show them the light and so forth. And I'm like, no, there is so much that could be done within this space. And I remember when I interviewed Somi Ariane on one of the earlier episodes, but Sony Ariane said, that she just does not spend a lot of time convincing people that she just knows that they're going to end up getting on the blockchain. They're going to be in Web3 anyways. And there's so much to do right now. And she just doesn't have the bandwidth to convince people that aren't ready to make the jump. She knows that they will be there. And until then, she's building her thing, creating solutions and all that. What am I saying this for? How does this all tie into the whole thing is rather than trying to convince all the people that these JPEGs are more than just JPEGs and so forth. If you're helping to create these solutions, like I just said, this is a huge problem. It needs to be on the blockchain. But when it comes to dealing with these governments and everything, that might be a completely different thing. We know that governments are like notoriously inefficient. Doesn't matter where you are in the world. Saving money is not necessarily their priority. We can even see this with Elon Musk when he has SpaceX and he's offering 10 times cheaper ways to get rockets up and such. And he realized that the price of these agencies that want to get up satellites, the price doesn't really matter. It's inelastic, meaning that they don't necessarily care about the saving money aspect of things. So that might not be a factor when you're dealing with these offices. However, efficiencies and making jobs easier, even though in this world and age, there's a lot of lawyers that are going to fight this tooth and nail because it might put a lot of them out of business, not to mention with chat GPT and all this AI stuff, lawyers are going to fight this stuff. You better believe it. However, I was in a space the other day, which ties all of this together. That technology that I was talking about with the different parts and how they're going to use that to combine various parts to make this final NFT that could have all those things that be sold and licensed and so forth. The use case for that was with music, of course. And one of the quotes for that, they said, the music industry is spending millions, if not billions of dollars to fight the progress of AI and everything that's happening in Web3 rather than embracing it, seeing how it could be used for the future and integrating themselves in it. Nope. They're legislating it. They're pouring their money and their resources into trying to stop the future, which is like trying to stop the rain from falling. But it is what it is. That's the world that we live in. We just know that there's solutions out there for our biggest problems and headaches. And why not be the one to provide those things? Because we know these are huge frustrations and it just gives us so much more opportunity until the world catches up that we have the opportunity to be here, build things, find these solutions, find the partners and integrate them in different ways. And it's not really something that could just happen overnight. You have to do your research, have the passion to do it and just know it's going to be a bumpy road. But in the long run, who knows? Someone might build the next Amazon or Oracle or Microsoft or something, solving some of these non-sexy things that nobody really wants to talk about and tweet about, however, has the most use case, has the most TAM, total addressable market and so forth, and might end up building this massive enterprise that is just behind the scenes and nobody knows what they do. Sort of like SAP. SAP is one of the largest companies in the entire world. They're used in basically every single company, major company that has lots of employees and offices and so forth. But guess what? It is very hard to find someone that knows what SAP is 
or what they actually do, yet they're the backbones running so many companies. Why not be one of those companies, right? You don't have to be the most sexy company, the Elon Musks of the world, the Mark Zuckerbergs and those people, those playboys, if you will, that are on the front of tech and all that. You could be completely behind the scenes. Nobody knows who you are and you're running the world from silence. Nothing's wrong with that, in my opinion. Okay, so I paused right there because it was bugging me because I could not remember the name of that standard. It is called ERC-998. And I know this is getting really nerdy and into the details of everything, but the ERC-721 token is basically the Ethereum standard for pretty much all the NFTs that we've seen, with the exception of the 1155, which ones are like the addition cards. So basically every PFP, NFT, everything is the ERC-721. But they have one called ERC-998, which allows these tokens to be combined into various parts and it's called a compound NFT. So if you want to look something up, that is what it's going to be. It's going to be in the show notes. I know that gets really nerdy and I'm not going to go any deeper into that. That is something if you're really interested in, you can research on your own. But man, it was bugging me that I could not remember the name of it, Compound NFTs. And I'm going to put the name of it, everything in the show notes. But other than that, check out all this stuff. I think all this stuff is really evolving right now. Coming together is going to be really interesting and exciting. Some great times that we're living in. But yeah, I just didn't want to leave that out. So I paused it and added that into the recording right there. And I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this. If you're enjoying this content, again, that is niftybusiness.show slash support. But either way, I want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.